Hello, and welcome to How About a Story. I'm Isaura. This week's tale is called The Legend of the Hummingbird by Buddha Belbri. So let's jump right in. Long ago, before she was called La Isla del Encanto, the island of enchantment, or as we now say, the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico, she was known as Borinquen, land of the valiant lord. This is where our story takes place, where the Tainos, the native people of the Caribbean, which are a subgroup of the Arawak Indians that include Cuba, Jamaica, Haiti, Dominican Republic, and Borinquen. The Tainos were skilled fishermen, hunters that used bows and arrows. They maintained their lands with crops and made canoes that could fit between 15 to 20 people. They were religious people and believed in many gods. Some of their gods were Atabe, who was a supreme goddess of fresh water and fertility. There was Yukiyu, who was the masculine spirit of fertility and agriculture and they believed that he lived in the highest mountain peak of El Yunque, the national forest. The Tainos called the peak Yuque, which is white lands, because of the thick white clouds that surrounded it. At the time of this love story, another group of native peoples called the Caribs would often attack Borinquen and other islands. They would steal valuables and people as trophies from their raids. There was a distrust between these tribes. And this is where we find ourselves in this sort of native Romeo and Juliet situation. So let's cozy up and enter into this world of words, The Legend of the Hummingbird by Pura Belpri. Between the towns of Calle and Sidra, Far up in the hills, there was once a small pool fed by a waterfall that tumbled down the side of the mountain. The pool was surrounded by Bamarosa trees, and the Indians used to call it Bamarosa Pool. It was the favorite place of Alida, the daughter of an Indian chief, a man of power and wealth among the people of the hills. One day, when Alida came to the pool to rest after a long walk, a young Indian came there to pick some fruit from the trees. Alida was surprised, for he was not of her tribe. Yet he said he was no stranger to the pool. This is where he had first seen Alida, and he had often returned since then to pick fruit, hoping to see her again. He told her about himself to make her feel at home. He confessed with honesty and frankness that he was a member of the dreaded Garib tribe that had so often attacked the island of Borinquen. As a young boy, he had been left behind after one of those raids, and he had stayed on the island ever since. Alida listened closely to his story, and the two became friends. They met again in the days that followed, and their friendship grew stronger. Alida admired the young man's courage and living among his enemies. She learned to call him by his Carib name, Taru, and he called her Alida, just as her own people did. Before long, their friendship had turned into love. Their meetings at the pool were always brief. Alida was afraid their secret might be discovered, and careful though she was, there came a day when someone saw them and told her father. 
Alida was forbidden to visit the Pamarosa pool and to put an end to her romance with a stranger, her father decided to marry her to a man of his own choosing. Preparations for the wedding started at once. Alida was torn with grief and one evening she cried out to her God, Oh, Yuki, you help me. Kill me or do what you will with me, but do not let me marry this man whom I do not love. And the great god Yukiyu took pity on her and changed her into a delicate red flower. Meanwhile, Daru, knowing nothing of Alida's sorrow, still waited for her by the Pomarosa pool. Day after day he waited. Sometimes he stayed there until a mantle of stars were spread across the sky. One night, the moon took pity on him. Daru, Daru, Daru. she cried from her high place above the stars. Oh, Daru, Daru, Daru. wait no Wait no longer, longer. Alida. Alida. Your secret, Your secret was, made was made known. And Alida, and Alida was to be married to a man of her father's, of her father's choosing. In her grief, in her grief she, called she called to her God, 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 you. God you. He heard he her plea for help and, and changed her into a into red, red flower. flower. Ai! Ai! Cried Taru. Oh, Moon! What is the name of this red flower? Oh, only oh, you, you, you knows that, 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 the moon replied. Then Taru called out, Oh, Yukiyu, god of my Lida, help me too. Help me to find her. And just as the great god had heard Alida's plea, he listened now to Taru and decided to help him. There by the Pomarosa pool, before the moon and the silent stars, the great god had changed Daru into a small, many-colored bird. Fly, colibri, and find your love among the flowers, he said. Off went the colibri, flying swiftly, and as he flew, his wings made a sweet, humming sound. In the morning, the Indians saw a new bird darting about among the flowers, swift as an arrow and brilliant as a jewel. They heard the humming of its wings, and in amazement, they saw it hover in the air over every blossom, kissing the petals of the flowers with its long, slender bill. They liked the new bird with the music in its wings, and they called it Hummingbird. Ever since then, the little, many-colored bird has hovered over every flower he finds, but he returns most often to the flowers that are red. He is still looking, always looking, for the one red flower that will be his lost Alida. He has not found her yet. Thank you for listening to How About a Story. If you would like to enjoy this book at home, the name of the book is called Once in Puerto Rico by Pura Belpri. You can find it on Amazon or at your local library. Editing is done by me, but special thanks goes out to Jason Showard and Johnny Reyes for all their insight on all matters of mixing and editing. And until next time, 
what stories will you get into?